Well, I'm conflicted this morning because on one hand, next Sunday, I'm really anticipating and expecting a great start to a new series that I'll be entering into called Pursued. And I am looking forward to this series probably more than I've been looking forward to a series in quite a while. And I would love for you to join. I'd love for you to invite people. I'd love for you to invite your neighbors, your friends, your loved ones, your family members to this. I'm really looking forward to it. So would you help me out? Would you do that? All right, I like that. Okay, it took me a little while. But then also, I, I'm, I'm a little bit in mourning as we anticipate Sunday, because Sunday will be the last football game we'll have for several months. How many of you are kind of beginning to get a sense of despair thinking about that right now? How many of you are really excited about the fact that football season is over because you get your spouse back? <laughs> So would you be in prayer for those who are beginning to mourn, uh, like myself and so many others as we have our final football game? But I, I love team. I love sports. I love the, the competitiveness. I love the, the, the togetherness. I love the, the unity and the accountability that it all brings. And nobody knows this better than the LaSalle Spartans. In 12 seasons, the Spartans amassed one of the greatest winning streaks sports has ever seen with 151 consecutive wins. The story of uh, Coach Ladd and his Spartans is one of the greatest stories because it points at the heart of unity. It points at the heart of standing together, uh, being committed and accountable to one another. Coach, Coach Ladd would give each and every player an index card. And on that index card, uh, he would have his players write down a goal for the game, a goal for the practice, and a goal for nutrition. And then they would give that index card to someone else on the other team. And that person would stand up the next week and in front of the whole team share what was on that index card and if that other person had done what they had committed to doing. And it was through that process of accountability, this team saw 151 games in a row that they won. One of his players, who went on to play for the Oregon Ducks and then went to play for the 49ers, they said of this team, it was an amazing thing. I'd commit to you that I would catch 100 balls after practice, five game day catches, two touchdowns, and no missed blocks. It was our way of setting goals for the week and to getting them done. It made us closer. Coach Ladd, he believed, and he says, A team that is committed to each other holds each other accountable, not for themselves, but for each other. Magical things happen, and the wins, they just take care of themselves. You see, there was a breakthrough for those individuals. There was a breakthrough for that team as well. And, and, and if, as we center today, your breakthrough, my breakthrough, the community's breakthrough is catalyzed through confession, through accountability, a, a term that I would like to use synonymously. The, the phrase breakthrough comes from the dictionary and it means a sudden, dramatic, or an important discovery and development. It's advancement. How many of you would love to advance in your life this morning? How many of you would love to see transformation in your life this morning? How many of you would love to, to go from this place in your life to this place in your life, to see a breakthrough happen? Yeah, I don't think any of us wouldn't want to see some kind of breakthrough. Well, I want to focus in on this, that we could have a true victory in our life, personally and as a community together, as we finish this life series out. We've been looking at this scripture, Psalm 133.1. It's kind of been our foundation for the whole series. And let's read it out together, shall we? How good and pleasant is it when God's people live together in... Yeah, however, 
say goodbye to unity if there's no accountability. And accountability, confession, it's something that we stiff arm. It's something that we don't really like to, to be about because we've, we've struggled. We think that, that those people, whoever those people are, if they really know that we're a little more irritable than they thought, if they really know we have a little maybe problem, bigger problem with an anger problem, if they really know that we don't look that good in our bathrobe, if they really knew that this or that about the, our family situation or our friends or whatever the case is or our job or our finances, they would lose respect for us. They wouldn't be a wannabe our friends. Or perhaps we struggle with the fact that the fear we have based upon being accountable, confessing to one another, it, it, it cages us up. It puts us in this place where we don't want to get outside of where we are. But we've done this in such error because confession and accountability, it holds the keys to a breakthrough. It holds the keys to transformation in our own community. And we've seen this before. But the problem is, is that we just haven't recognized it. A guy or or, or a woman, they, they stumble into an AA meeting. They've just literally lost their family, lost their friends, lost their job. They're about to lose their life. And they stumble into the rawness and authenticity of this community. And they don't even know it, but it ends up saving their life. This accountability, this confession. And it catalyzes a breakthrough in their life. We don't even recognize it, but that's what happens. Someone has lost a dear friend. Or someone has... Uh, just discovers they have cancer or their heart has just been uh, demolished or their reputation is shattered or they're overwhelmed by anxiety or someone rips their heart out and then they find this community and in this community they discover this real life relationships and this community is different and the breakthrough begins to happen. You see this community that Jesus came to to re-envision, to reboot it's a team like we would love to experience. It's a team that would understand a couple of things that I'd want to share with you this morning. The first one is that your breakthrough, that my breakthrough, at first it requires team. The teammates are not optional. They're essential. The confession and accountability, it starts with support from one another. That, that Jesus would etch on the foundation of a real community of him. That relationships, that the team is so important. And we see this throughout the New Testament. We see this throughout the, the really the, the groundswell of the early church. There was a letter written to the Hebrew church. In chapter 10, verse 24 and 25, it says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Another letter was written to the Roman church in Chapter 12, verses 4 and 5, it says, For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. You see, we're designed for community, and we die without it. There was a guy who did a research on community. His name was Robert Putman, and he called the research Bowling Alone. In fact, I quote, he found these results. That isolated people, people not in community, are three times more likely to die than people who are embedded in deep communal relationships. But then Putman, he goes on to say this, that people who had bad ha health habits, you know, the kinds that we all know aren't good for us, 
but strong social ties. They lived significantly longer than people who had really great health habits, like ate kale and stuff like that, but were completely isolated. You know what this means? It is better to eat ice cream with friends than to eat carrots alone. Can I get an amen? Amen. Aren't you glad you came to church today? (laughs) You're going to go home and the only thing you're going to get out of this whole service is the preacher said you can go binge with friends. (laughs) There was another study that was done about a mouse. And a group of scientists did this study about this mouse. And they put the mouse in a group of other strange mice and they would limit the proportions of water and food. And they measured the the blood pressure of this mouse. And I don't know how they measured it. You know, I don't know how small it had to be, but they did. And they measured the blood pressure and it would go up. But then they put the same mouse with its brothers and sisters in the same environment and the blood pressure stayed exactly the same. You see, a breakthrough requires team. It requires you to, to be in a team and community, to have relationships with one another. You know, we will say this a lot here at Graceland, that our purpose is to help you discover your purpose. And it cannot be done alone. You cannot bowl alone for you to discover the purpose of God and transform your life. I have people ask me all the time, hey Ray, how can I see, you know, and discover my gift, discover my purpose for this life? And I just want to tell those people and you today that if you want to discover your purpose, you want to discover how God has shaped you, informed you, and you want to discover really, really living, then it's going to have to be done in the context of team. If you think about the disciples of Jesus, before the breakthrough, they were doing uh, life alone. But when they obeyed, when they stepped into the plate and Jesus said, come and follow me, that is when the breakthrough in their life began to happen. And many people don't get the fact that when we enter and put ourselves on a team, that is when we enter into a whole new breakthrough in our life. That's why we're so passionate about groups here at Grace. And that's why I love group link happening right after this gathering in the Family Life Center. We can just get to know other people, get connected and get on the team that you need to be on so that the breakthrough takes place in your life. And if you can't find, uh, you know, groups, just look for people binging on ice cream, all right, all over the place. You'll probably find it. But see, this community that Jesus came to envision, he also understood that your breakthrough, my breakthrough, requires accountability. It, re- it requires confession. As some of you know, I love music, passionate, and, and I've played the piano for m- many years. And, you know, that instrument over here, when it's done well, when it's played just the way it should be played, it's an incredible instrument. I've loved the works of Beethoven and Rachmaninoff and, 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 and Debussy and, and so many others that I've played throughout the years. But one of the, the, the piano players that I absolutely admire is none other than Billy Joel. He's written and, and played so many incredible songs, and he, and he speaks about the idea of accountability and confession in his song, Honesty. He says, if you search for tenderness, it isn't hard to find. You have the love you need to live, but if you look for truthfulness, you might just as well be blind. It always seems to be hard to give. Honesty is such a lonely word. Everyone is so untrue. Honesty is hardly ever heard and mostly what I need from you. You see, honesty is the building block of accountability. It's the thing that creates 151 game win streaks. If you want to open your Bible and turn 
to the book of James in the New Testament, I want to show you just one specific command in Scripture. James chapter 5, verse 16. If you have a, uh, your Bible with you or a smartphone, or perhaps you would like to see the, look at the Bible in front of you. If you don't have a Bible, we'd love for you to take that Bible home. It'd be our gift to you. And maybe even perhaps you've never read the Bible, but you know what? You would love to journey along with us. I'd encourage you to do so. James chapter 5. And what we see as we look at James chapter 5 is this, that in James chapter 5 verse 16, we we see a command that he gives to this church. And he says, therefore, confess your sins to one another. He says, confess your faults, your sins, your harmartia in the Greek. The the things that 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 are less than perfection in your life to one another. Be fully known, not to a group this size, but to a group small group of people, to to a couple of people, be fully known. This is kind of a funny story, but I think it just goes right along with what we're talking about. This guy is desperate for a job. He sees a wanted ad at a zoo. So he goes there, but the guy who works at the the zoo says, the job is a little unusual. Our gorilla died, and we can't afford to replace him with a real gorilla. So, you'll have, so we'll pay you a large amount of money to dress up in this gorilla suit and pretend to be the gorilla. The guy says, well, that kind of seems humiliating, but he was desperate for a job, and so he does. He puts on the gorilla suit, and he gets into the cage, and he starts jumping around, beating his chest and doing all the things that gorillas do, and a crowd begins to form, and he realizes that he has this knack of being this fake gorilla. And, and, and he goes on day after day after day, and he becomes the attraction of the zoo. He begins to get better and better at it until one day he discovers that he can swing on these vines in the, in the gorilla cage. Oh, he gets so animated doing this that one day he literally swings on the vine from one side all the way over the wall into the lion cage. And he can't escape and the lion is on him. And he puts the paw on his chest and, and, and he kind of blows his cover and he yells, Help! 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 And the lion whispers, Shut up, you idiot, or we'll both lose our jobs. Everybody's wearing a mask. Welcome to the zoo, right? I'm okay. You're okay. I'm good. There's nothing wrong. And all the things that are in front of me, all the problems that I'm experiencing, hey, I'm good. I can handle it all. I'm not experiencing anxiety. I'm not experiencing worry. I'm not worried about this. I'm not worried about that. Parenting is easy, or having family members is easy, or being a good neighbor is easy. Everything is good. Everything is a-okay. We We put on our mask, and then we get to church, and then we put on our holy mask. Bonhoeffer says in his book, Life Together, it's a book that we've been going together. We gave out, and we've we've run out over and over and again. And if you'd still like to read this book, there's actually, uh, if you Google Life Together Dietrich Bonhoeffer, you can find a free PDF PDF copy of it. But in his book, He says of masks this. The pious fellowship permits no one to be a sinner. So everybody must conceal his sin from himself and from the fellowship. We dare not be sinners. Many Christians are unthinkably horrified when a a real sinner is suddenly discovered among the righteous. So we live alone with our sin living in lies. 
You see, how ironic is it that we all in this room, in this community, here today, we need the grace of God like never before. But it's only those people that really need it. At least that's how we act. Or it's just those individuals. No, no, friends. In the community of Jesus, see, we, we're all dependent on, on the grace of God. We're, we're a, a hospital for and of sinners. And it's, and it's in this hospital that we stumble in with all of our addictions. It's in this hospital that we bring our burdens. It's in this hospital that you can let go of the charade, you can drop the mask. The Apostle Paul would say it in the New Testament to the Ephesian church. He'd say, look, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not as a result of yourself, not of anything that you can do so that you won't boast. Bonhoeffer says it this way, In confession, the breakthrough to community takes place. It is the grace of the gospel which is so hard for the pious to understand. That it confronts us with the truth and says, You're a sinner, a great desperate sinner. Now come as the sinner that you are to God who loves you. He wants you as you are. That's why James says, Therefore confess your sins to one another. To, to be fully known, to walk alongside each other. Confession is something that happens in the context of a, of a friendship that is trusted. In a small group of people, not in a, a large context like this, this isn't confession. You're not going to hear me confess all the deepest, darkest things in my life on a stage like this. But you will see me in a smaller group. This is hard. This isn't easy. This is difficult. And that's the reason why we don't break through in our lives. That's the reason why we, we bowl alone. There was a group of guys, and they go to Waffle House. And the reason why they go to Waffle House is because it's the 11 golden letters in the sky, right? And they're all the waitresses call you honey. It's great. And I'm convinced. I'm, I'm convinced, you know, that if there were more Waffle Houses in the United States, we would be more unified as a country. In fact, if I ever run for president, that'll be, on, that'll be a part of my platform. More Waffle Houses. But the, these group of guys, they, they order from Waffle House, and they sit down, and they, and they, get, they start talking. And, and one of the guys, he begins to share about his life. He says, you know, the job's going well. But, but things at home aren't good. It's because there's this addiction in my life. I can't stop it. Nobody knows but you guys, but I can't get rid of it. And right there in that time, in that place, there's a breakthrough beginning to happen. You see, what's happening is that he's breaking through pride. He's moving towards the cross. You see, pride would say, put on the mask. Keep the mask on. Pride would say, I want my own way. I want my own self, my life, my plan. But Moving to the cross is giving up our plan. And see, when we break through our pride, when we drop the mask with the charade, we become fully known. And when we're fully known, we can be fully loved. Because it's Jesus who would fully know you and he'd go fully to the cross. He would literally take on your sins, your shame, my shame, my sins, all of my faults, and bear them publicly. All things become new. Have you broken through your pride, friend, to the foot of the cross? The Bible says if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you're going to be saved. That every life can break through the transformation if we confess Jesus as our Lord. And what's going on at this Waffle House in this context of community is this man is not only breaking through from pride to the cross, but he's breaking through to certainty. 
Bonhoeffer says it this way. Why is it often easier for us to confess our sins to God than to a brother? God is holy and sinless. He is a just judge of evil and the enemy of all disobedience. But a brother is sinful as we are. He knows from his own experience a dark night of a secret sin. Why should we not find it easier to go to a brother than to the holy God? But if we do, we must ask ourselves whether we have not often been deceiving ourselves with our confession of sin to God, whether we have not rather been confessing our sins to ourselves. Are we living on self-forgiveness and not a real forgiveness? I, I read this this last week, and it just cut me. I shared with our pastoral staff, our team, I shared with some people that I know, I said, you know, for so many years perhaps I've been self-forgiving myself because I've not been breaking through to certainty in my life. I doubled down on the, on the process of getting together in a group of guys, taking off the mask and just being Ray. And in that group, and in that group, being fully known. And they're truly understanding what it looks like to develop community and confess and in that setting in that setting great and unbelievable breakthrough takes place so i want to ask you this question today from the bottom of my heart are you traveling alone or are you bowling alone maybe your life is people 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 you're the extrovert of all extroverts and yet even those in the crowd that you gather they're still so far from you and you know it, but no one else knows it. Or perhaps you, you came here today and you're so lonely and you long for a breakthrough and you long to see the addiction that, you, that has in, encapsulated your life, but you don't know a way out. Or, or maybe you're on, every, on the outside, everything looks so good, but on the inside there's more to be discovered and you wish that things could begin to unravel to the point where the breakthrough would begin to happen. See, breakthrough is catalyzed through our confession, our accountability, Tony Evans says, nobody travels incognito in the kingdom. And I love that. It's true. There was a football team. And this football team, they were all spread out all over the stands and on the sidelines. And, and there they are. And they're not, none of them are together. And this reporter sees this abnormality and he goes up to the offensive guard who's on the sideline and said, why are you guys not all on the field together? And he said, well, the coach is. The coach is on the middle of the field and he's getting ready to take the kickoff all by himself. And the reporter's like, aren't you guys concerned? He's like, no, that's just the way we do it. We hope he does okay. The, the coach, with all the passion and gusto, has already gets the, the kickoff. And all 11 guys come down with all the, the heart they have and they just completely smear the coach. And they cart off the coach on a stretcher. I mean, it's just not the way it should be. And, and then there's another football team. And, and they go out from the sideline. There's 11 of them. And they get in a huddle, call the play, get up the line of scrimmage. The quarterback behind the center, ready, set. And they hike the ball. And as they do, all of the guys back up and they form their own little two or three or four groups. And they begin complaining. They talk about how the uniforms aren't very good and, and how they should be playing a different position and how this play was stupid to begin with and how it's not deep enough or it's not creative enough or so on and so forth. And the, the, the ref pulls out a yellow flag and says, 10-yard penalty, and they back up 10 yards. And they get all over, and the quarterback calls the play, and they get up to the line of scrimmage, ready, set, hike! And they, he backs up, and again, 
they break up into their, and they can start complaining even more and more. And they back up over and over again to their backs or against their own goal line. This isn't right. But then there's another team. And for months and months and months, they've been practicing and rehearsing and holding each other accountable and confessing and practicing together. And they find themselves in the heat of the battle, touchdown after touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. And they're beginning to win the game. And there's this momentum that's beginning to happen. And they cannot believe what is going on. And they get to the locker room, and they're bloody, and they're cleaved, and they're hurting, and they're sore, and they've been in the battle together, but guys, they've just won the Super Bowl, and they've just broken through. And they've just won the game, and there's this huge smile on their face because they have just done it together. And this breakthrough, it's the community of Jesus. This is the dream that he had from the beginning. And see, we as a community here today, all shapes and sizes, all demographics, from young to old, from socioeconomic differences, family of origin differences. Some of you went to college, some of you didn't. Some of you are young, some of you are old, some of you have this gift set, some of you have this gift set, some of you are introverts, some of you are extroverts, some of you are somewhere in the middle, some of you are single, some of you are married, we, some of you have white skin, black skin, Medium, brown skin, whatever the color of the skin, whatever the color of the age, there's this diversity. Some of us are offensive guards and receivers and place kickers and quarterbacks and cornerbacks and linebackers. And all together we create this team. And when we all come together and we confess and we hold each other accountable, there is an unstoppable breakthrough what begins to happen. And the kingdom of God wins. But, but friends, we have to be do, willing to do one thing. We have to be willing to drop the masks. Here's one right here. This is the, the, the mask. This is the mask of in, invincibility. This is my mask. Everything's okay. I, nothing bothers me. Hey, you know what? It, it's, that, 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 that hurts, but you know what? I, and I just move on. It's my mask. I got to drop it. There's another mask here. It's colorful, right? This, is, this could be a mask of perfection. We put this on and we wear it all the time. Everything's perfect. I couldn't be better. I, I look good and I smell good and I act good and my kids act good. But on the inside, we're we're, we're suffering. We've got to drop it. This is the mask of religion, holiness. And we come into this place and we've just been fighting. We've just been mad. We've just been discouraged. And we come into this place and we act like everything is perfect. We act like we have, we've been following Jesus. But in essence, we come in here and we don't even know which way is up. But we put this mask on and we wear it all the time. And then we leave and business as usual. We just got to drop it. And the mask goes on and on and on and on. I, I, what we got to do is we just, we got to just drop the masks. We just got to dump them out. We just got to be willing to just lay them down. 
And in so doing, there'll be breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough. That we will be a community of confession, a community of care, a real community. And what this world wants is real people. That's why you're here. That's why I'm here. Whether you're a first-time visitor or you're a long-standing member, this is what Jesus envisioned. And this is what we want to go after. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for every single friend here. With your, with your eyes closed and your head bowed this morning, I just want to give you a moment of reflection. Maybe you're here today and you long for a breakthrough. Maybe it's a, it's a relationship. Or maybe it's an addiction and no one knows, but you do. And you want to see a, a breakthrough, a transformation. Or maybe you've been traveling alone and you're done. Or maybe today you just want to see this situation take place and you want to go to the next level. You're wondering, what's next in my life? Well, this is next in your life for this breakthrough to happen. The confession should happen. And I'm wondering if in this room we could just be honest enough, we could be real enough, that if you're in this place here today and you're, and you're done wearing the mask and you would like to be free, would you just raise your hand with even our eyes closed and just say, you know what, I'm done. I'm dropping the mask. I'm done. Just saying like to your hand, to the sky, to God, just saying, you know what, I'm, I'm done with the mask. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for the honesty. If you just want you to know, even though your eyes are closed, my hand is raised as well. Heavenly Father, I pray for every person that raised their hand here today. I pray that my friends, that you would give them the strength, the courage to confess, to be accountable in a smaller group of friends, that their next step would look like dropping the mask. For those of us in this room today that have been bound by it too, too long and so long, I pray that it'd be a new day. That you would, your great arms of love, your great arms of strength would truly guide this process and that we would be a community together, united. Amen.